Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, today we're talking about the five biggest TSP no-nos you've got to avoid, okay? If you can just avoid these five things, you're going to be set up for success and to have a stronger, more comfortable, more confident retirement because you know these five big no-nos because life is not just about doing the right things. It's about avoiding the wrong things as well because I'm assuming most of you, most of us, have not done everything perfect in our life up to this point. If you have, please stop watching now, right? If, if you are perfect in every way, especially in your TSP, then you have no need of this, but because we all can improve, let's talk about it. Number one, number one is don't be default. What the heck does that mean? Well, the TSP has default settings that if you just get hired and don't change a thing, there's gonna be a certain amount of things that are just set in place and that won't change at all. However, these, these settings aren't necessarily the best ones for you. So for example, what default settings do we have? Well, first, there is also there is always the default amount that it contributes from your salary every single paycheck. The default nowadays is 5% of your salary. So if you did nothing, they will automatically invest 5% of your salary into the TSP. Now, 5% is great. That gets you the full match, which is wonderful. However, is that enough? For most people, simply it is not enough to get the retirement that they want. So default, just with how much money you'd be saving, is simply not enough. Number two, the investments it puts you in. Nowadays, the default fund for your TSP, if you change nothing, is the L fund that they think lines up your, with your retirement date close enough, okay? Now, the L funds are good at what they do. Basically, in a nutshell, what the L funds do is over time, they get more and more conservative. So for example, if you're in the L2060, that means the TSP thinks you are gonna retire around 2060, the year 2060, and your investments are gonna get more and more conservative leading up to the year 2060, at, at which point, once we hit that year, it goes into what they call the L income fund, which is the most conservative of the L funds. However, as people approach these dates, in my opinion, the L funds get way too conservative. Even if you're retiring tomorrow, they get too conservative, too conservative. So again, the L funds are not inherently bad. I don't dislike them because of what they inherently do. I don't. Most people just misuse them. And it's default for many people that have been hired recently. And so you want to make sure it lines up with your goals, not what they think your goals are, right? How does it work for you? What are your things? So that's number one. Don't be default. Okay. Number two, the water cooler advisor. Be super wary of the water cooler advisor. Now, here's the deal. The water cooler advisor is going to show up in a couple different ways nowadays. In the past, it used to be where the only way to actually talk to the water cooler advisor was to be at work, right? And you're taking a break from the cubicle. You go to the water cooler to get a drink of water, and he's there, right? The guy or the girl, whoever, and he's got a lot of plots. He's chatty, likes to chat, and he's got a lot of advice, thoughts, opinions about how you should be managing your TSP. And... You, you think, hey, this sounds actually pretty good. I'm going to follow this guy's advice. However, I have heard, seen so many horror stories, <clears throat> horror stories of people following terrible advice. Terrible advice. Now, it's not only just at the water cooler these days. Maybe it's just in a YouTube comment section, right? Or, or some random place where you get your advice. Now, I'm not saying that advice is always bad. 
right? I've actually had a conversation with many, many TSP millionaires, and I asked them, hey, what did you do to be successful in the TSP? And this is what they said. They said, when I was early in my career, my manager or coworker, whoever, sat me down and said, hey, look, you need to invest as much as you possibly can in the TSP, whatever percentage that is, right? Start maxing the TSP out, TSP out as soon as you can and be aggressive, be in the C fund, the S fund, and, and just forget about it and go, right? They made that change and they forgot about it. And then 20, 30 years later, boom, they've got a million dollars in the TSP and it worked great for them, right? So all advice is not bad advice, but certainly not good advice either. You wanna be careful of what advice you're taking. Who are you listening to? What results do they have? And is it the results that you want? And we're not just talking about short-term results. Maybe they did something in the short term, they're like, wow, that worked really well. But what about the long term? Are they in a position where you want to be? If so, hey, maybe their advice is good. If not, maybe, maybe not so much, right? Maybe not so much. Be careful where you get your advice. That is number two. Now, number three, advice and big no-no of the TSP number three is don't hog tie your TSP, right? Your TSP can be an incredible compared to like an incredible athlete who is trained, it's engineered, has the best fuel. It is just ready to rumble and to give you incredible results, right? Maybe a high performance car is another good example. It has all the the tools and the ingredients to have high, high performance and to to give you the retirement that you want. But then let's say it's a Ferrari, right? Let's say that your TSP is this beautiful red Ferrari, but you say, hey, look, I, I want to do things differently. I want to, let's just kind of pop the tires, right? Let's not change the oil. Let's do all these things that we know over time is going to completely halter and not get you the results that you want and the performance that you could get out of this beautiful red Ferrari. Don't do that. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about people that invest mostly in the G fund, right? Those that are so conservative that their investments have no chance. They have no chance to grow after inflation because they are too conservative. They have this high-performance vehicle that that can do incredible over time, and they totally misuse it in a way where they they don't get the results. They have a potential to, but they don't because of the way they invest, right? You don't want to be too too conservative. You don't want to be 100% G fund basically ever. Now, there's nuances there. There's exceptions, but as the majority... For the majority of people, you don't want to be too conservative. You are putting so much on the table, especially with inflation. Your money is getting eaten alive. So keep that in mind. Don't hog tie your TSP, as I say. Okay, the biggest or the next no-no in the TSP is when people hear my last no-no, they're like, okay, we shouldn't be conservative. Let's go 100% aggressive, right? Let's take it the other direction. Let's take it the other other direction. Let's go as fast as we possibly can. Let's be as aggressive as we possibly can. Now, you want to be careful here as well, okay? Now, when people err on the aggressive side, their results tend to be better than being too conservative over time. But still, as people approach retirement, the best results come from having a mixed approach. Now, if you want to go check out my video on the bucket strategy or how to invest in um, in the TSP come retirement. I've got tons of videos on that, so definitely check that out. So I'm not gonna go into super depth, but come retirement, you don't wanna be 100% aggressive most of the time, okay? You wanna have some mixture of some conservative investments and some long-term investments, and it's a mixture. So you don't wanna overdo it the other way, right? There is a balance in all things. 
And especially when it comes to investing and, and planning for retirement, there is a balance that you have to find. And it depends on your on your goals. But again, check out that other video that go into depth on how you should be investing as you approach retirement. Okay. TSP, no, no, number five, last one here. And this is the downside of having an app for the TSP on your phone. Now, you may ask, what's the downside of having an app to check on your TSP? Well, there's there's one downside, and this is the downside. When information is super accessible, then we tend to check it a lot, which in general is a good thing, but not all the time. Because the TSP is one of those things that it we are in it for the long term, or you should be in it for the long term. And if you do get too obsessed with the short term, ups and downs, ups and downs, little ticks, daily things, you're going to miss the point. You're going to get probably emotional about it. You're going to make bad decisions because you're watching it day to day or week to week, whatever it is. But do you really care what happens day to day if you reach your retirement goals? And the odds of you actually reaching your retirement goals are probably higher if you check your TSP on a regular, consistent, but not too often of a basis, right? People err, again, to, to the extremes. Some people want to check their TSP every day, and that's probably not the best option. Some people want to check their TSP every 10 years. They never look at it, and that's not good either. You want to check on it on a regular, consistent basis that's not too often, Right? So you could check in, see how things are doing, see if you need to make any adjustments based on if, you, if your situation's changed, your life has changed. Maybe you need to make some adjustments, right? But you don't want to do that just based on what you hear on the news, right? Or what your coworker says. You want to do it on a regular, consistent basis. So find a, a, you know, if you're far from retirement, you don't have to do it as often, but maybe on a quarterly basis or every six months or whatever. Find, find an amount that works for you. Say, okay. Every six months, I'm going to go in, I'm going to check on my TSP, see how things are doing, see if I need to make any adjustments, especially as you're approaching retirement. Check out my video on that so you kind of know how, what structure you should be having. But you don't want to overdo it. You want to live your life. in your money, your TSP, is to allow you to live your life. And if you're focusing all your life energy on just checking on your TSP, we've kind of got it backwards, right? We want to unravel that and say, okay, my life first and my money is meant to help me live my life the way that I want. Don't, don't get them wrapped up. Don't get them mixed up, right? So those are the five biggest T- TSP no-nos I see all the time. If you get these right, you will have an incredible retirement because you did a lot of things right over your career. So I hope that's helpful. If there's any other big TSP no-nos or pad advice you received for your TSP, please put in the comments below on the YouTube channel and we'll certainly all grow and learn together. So there's tons of great TSP resources in the, in the description below. On the YouTube channel, check that out, a free TSP book, tons of great things for you to maximize your TSP and your retirement. I hope that was helpful. Have an incredible rest of your day, your week, your month. I'll see you guys next time.